You ever start a day feeling overwhelmed by how much there is to do? Imagine having a realistic, helpful list you can finish more often than not. We're tackling the to-do list today, plus the squirrel of the week that might just surprise you. All that and more right now. Hi, I'm David. Maybe something about my story will sound familiar to you. I was a business owner working in marketing who had somehow managed to make it all the way to my 40s before I discovered that the thing that was torpedoing my world was ADHD. So I went on a quest. I was looking for a coach and I found the amazing Dana Rayburn. I saw such dramatic results that I thought more people need a dose of Dana in their lives. And the Kick Some ADHD podcast was born. Dana, I have so much to do. Oh, David, do you have a task list dilemma? Do we need to tame your task list? Not exactly, because I don't have it written down. Oh, my gosh. David, no. If I write it down, then I have to face the reality of all the things I have to do, Dana. It's much better if I just let it float as a big cloud of unknown evil in the the, the ether. Just floating. I'm kidding, you know, but... Anything but the house of pain. Yeah, I'm kind of not kidding because sometimes that is the way it is. (laughs) Oh, man. Yes. All right. Well... You know what, David? We know we need to use tasks, but often we don't. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And as you know, I, I, they don't work well for me, so I, I end up putting them in my calendar. But it, at the end of the day, the, the, the idea is the same. There's a, there's a set of things that has to happen, and we need to quantify it. <sighs> okay, we're not going to solve your problems today. Listener, ignore David and listen to me. <laughs> I think it all still applies at the end of the day. It's 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 that it's that getting started, you know? He has he's resistant to doing what I suggest he does. It's true. Yeah, it's true. It's true. David, what happens when you have an out of control list of things to do? Not much. Uh, yeah. yeah. In other words, in terms of forward progress on any of the things, not a lot. Yeah. But no, I I feel terrible. I I feel like I'm overcommitted, and I've got all the shame and the negative emotions around it. But then also, when there isn't a plan, it's true. Not not a lot of not the not as much forward. Pro- I'm not as effective as I could be. Yeah, and I see this. With my clients, I can tell when they are finally dialed in on the task list thing and are doing one that works and when they're not because their life changes, the overwhelm reduces, they're able to start reaching their goals, getting stuff done. It just makes life so much easier. But you got to do a task list in the right way. And that's what we're talking about today. Exactly. Because a lot of the things you've heard and the get things done slash habits of highly effective people or whatever, those are not built for us. (laughs) No, they're not. They're not. And I'm not going to suggest any one taskless system for you today because that's, we're all different. We need different things. Some people like it in, on paper, some people like it digital, some people like one app, some people like another, da, 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 da. So we're not talking about that today. But we're just talking about the basic things that you do need to do and that might help make it a little bit easier. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So this is common, right, Dana? I'm not the only one. Oh my not- gosh, okay. it is so common. It's yeah. 
I think it's really rare that I start working with someone that has this dialed in. Okay. Very rare. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. Because we just think, oh, I, you know, it takes too much time. I can get away without it, whatever. And it, it really just, I, I cannot say enough. If there was one thing I could get y'all to do consistently is have a realistic list of the things you need to do each day, and it would make a difference. Wow. Well, that's a pretty profound way to put it, Dana. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, and, and I sat and, down to do this this morning. I had no idea this is what we were going to talk about today, by the way. But I did sit, sit, sit down. And I think one of the frustrations that I've often used as an excuse to not do this, take this practice seriously, is that, like you said, it takes time, takes too much time. And also no, what is the old saying? No plan survives its first contact with reality. So in some ways you feel like, wow, this was not only did it take time, but then it didn't work out the way I planned. And so there's a certain amount of frustration associated with that. Like, I feel like I lost energy. Now I know better. The act of planning in and of itself has great value, but yeah. Yeah. And you have to realize, yes, when you first start learning any skill, it's hard to do. It's not, you just have to work at it. And it's got, it's going to be messy and you have to work at it and kind of fail and work at it and fail and just keep moving forward until you dial it in pretty well. And also we have to take ADHD into the equation as well. So we don't want to spend a lot of time doing it. No. Um, if you, you, and you don't have to, if you realistically, you just don't have to, I, it takes me five minutes if that every okay. day. All right. Not All even right. five minutes. And that's minutes, partly really. because you do it so consistently, right? If you yeah. were starting from not having done it in a very long time, it might be a more daunting. Of course it's going to take longer. Sure. And I start with, you know, what's happening this week and then. And then, okay, that means today I need to do this. Yeah. And I'm adjusting from what didn't get done yesterday, what's not realistic. But really, and even if you just have three things, the top three things, there are going to be other things you need to do. But even if you just have three things, it's better than nothing. Okay. All right. So don't go into it thinking, oh, it's got to be this perfect thing and I'm going to get it all done and da, 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 da. You know, that doesn't happen every day, but we just, we want is, okay, these are the three most important things. Okay. All right. That's good. That's good. So, and that's dialing down the expectation, right? Because a lot of times, yep. as we have said many times, the perfectionist streaks that we often have with ADHD, we just want to plan. If I'm going to take the time to plan, I have to plan everything or get it yep. all on the list. Okay. Yeah. No, just even if it's just the, a few things. The key keep things. keep it simple. Mm -hmm. Keep okay. it things. And then the other thing is look at it. During the day, cross stuff off, look at it, add to it. You mean you have to remember that you have a list? <laughs> yeah. Other than just writing it and then never looking at it again. And even if you write it and never look at it again, you probably will remember some of it. It it's will true. help. It's the act, the activity of going through the process, right? Makes right. A the, act, the, act, the process of writing it will help you remember it. But I find great, um, it very energizing mm. it is crossing stuff off. Really? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Wow, I and have a very different emotional experience with that. <laughs> and that's fine. Not everybody yeah. loves saying, oh, I crossed something off. Yay. It's No. So, you know. In fact, I, it, I don't cross things off, but that's that's nice. Like the, the, the idea of having 
made the plan and so forth is still worthwhile, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's okay that I don't cross it off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So make it and use it. Okay. The next thing we have to do is make sure it's realistic. You are not writing your wish list. This is not your wish list letter for Santa Claus. This is this is the few very few most important things you need to do each day. Okay. And it's got to be a realistic idea of what you can get done. So um, when you say realistic, Dana, I think in my brain, I think, okay, well, that means I have to understand how long the things are going to take and how much time I have available to work on them and how they interact with each other. And then that's where my brain starts to like go, hey, how about let's do something different Let's now. have a cup of coffee instead. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we do need to know the uh, available time. So that's the little pro tip is look at your calendar before you make your list so you get a gauge on how much time you actually have to work during the day. If you have meetings all day long with no gaps, when are you going to sit down and actually do the work that you're planning? No, And you're hitting on the reason why I use my calendar instead of a to-do list, but that's yeah. that's not not we're saying the same things, right? I have to look at my calendar to understand capacity. The thing about using your calendar is you don't do the thing when you say you're going to do and it, then everything unravels and your calendar is not accurate. That's why I don't like people using their calendar for it. And also I find that you look at your calendar and there's all kinds of stuff in there. It's it, that to me leads to overwhelm. Okay. Yeah, and I think that's I look just at a my calendar, experience. and it's just yeah. this full thing of it looks like all activities. I don't, my brain can't sort out: is this somewhere I need to be, or is this something I need to do? Yeah, I understand that. See, I use yeah. color coding and other. I have a very I know, elaborate and, system, but it, the, that's right. because it works for me. I can see what does you're it? saying. Yeah, does it, it does. work? It does. Yeah. Do you get stuff done clearly, easily? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, I have been, as you know, through a number of transitions this year. So my uh, managing multiple calendars now. I have my work calendar and my personal one, and all of that sort of stuff. So there's some there's some weird interactions there. But back when I owned my own business, especially, and my I just ran everything out of one calendar. It was it was a breeze. You know, I had gotten it really dialed in. So right now I'm still in a state of flux because of the transitions, okay. but it, it is the thing that has worked best for me out of all of the systems okay. I've ever tried. Absolutely. If, as long as you're getting things done clearly without a lot of overwhelm, fine. Well, I'm, yeah, there's overwhelm, but it's not related to this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so the if you're not keeping the list in your calendar, you know, look at the calendar because I like using the calendar to look and see where the gaps are in the day. Sure. Oh, okay. Oh, I have a gap here. I can get such and such and things done. Now, the other thing, David, is and, uh, to answer the other part of your question is we've got to break stuff down into smaller steps. So thinking mm. into what's the you know what's the next piece of whatever the thing is. It's the difference between a project and a task. Okay. I understand what you're saying. So if you're saying um, the project, and I'm just going to use podcasts, the project is to prepare the podcast for this week. Well, there are different steps for me that go into preparing the podcast. I have to create the initial document. I need to come up with a topic. I need to brainstorm ideas. I need to do some research. I need to do the first draft and then I need to do the final edit. So 
that just breaking it down into those little steps in my mind, it seems like more, but they all can be done in much smaller chunks of time, which means it's easier to fit them into my schedule and get them done. That's really good. Yeah. Because it gives you, you know, it's the string to pull on to get where you need to go. To find the treasure map that, oh, here we go. The treasure, the string that pulls you towards the treasure map of productivity. You know, the, 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 the treasure box of the treasure chest of, of the success that you find waiting for you at the end of having. Oh, yes. Things. And, the, and, and uh, anyway, yeah. you, you know, you see what I mean, Jelly Bean? I do. I get it. And I, and I appreciate that. And I, and, and I do similar things, you know, again, I'm I'm in a dumb position right now with my my job change so that my my little world is upside down still and it's settling. But the process let's say of of you know getting a, a podcast episode out, my tasks are different than yours. Mm-hmm. But I mean I deal with all the audio and creating the graphics and doing the posting yeah. on, on the thing and it's like so there are there are it's clearer that there are ways to get some of that done in in chunks and places and and that sort of thing so i get i get conceptually a hundred percent on board yeah so thinking the trick is is thinking actionable steps that you can accomplish in smaller amounts of time yeah so maybe it's 15 minutes maybe it's half hour and it depends what you need to do for you for doing this some of the tech stuff you might need more time than i need to do an edit it just you know it just depends but smaller bites make it easier to eat good deal that's sound practical advice right there so that's basically you know taming your task list make sure you have one use it every day make it realistic it is not a wish list break it down into actionable steps love it love it the it being the the project or the task not the task list yeah no you know what i mean you got it i do i'm tracking with you I like I like it. Yeah. It's good. good. (sighs) Enough about that. Let's talk about more fun stuff, David. What do we have for the The Squirrel of the Week? (laughs) All right, Dana, this is a curveball. Oh my squirrel is out of left field this week. Are you ready for this? Yeah. I stumbled across a collection of poetry that is blowing my mind right now. Poetry, David. Poetry. It's called you, Renaissance man. I know, right now. I, I, I haven't written any poetry, so you know we're not getting crazy here, people. But Dana, this is a, this is a poem. I will warn. I will just say one thing. This this there is some um, there is some let's say not family friendly material in this in this collection. But it, the, are you ready for this, Dana? This poet's name is Ocean Wong. Ocean is a Vietnamese um, person. And I don't know if he or his parents immigrated to the United States, but he's a you know U.S. citizen, and produced this poetry collection. Are you ready for the name, Dana? Are you ready for the title? Yes. Night sky with exit wounds. Ooh, tell me more, David. I heard about this on a podcast, and I was like, that just sounds really intriguing. I ordered the book, and it's not a big book; it's a little paperback. We'll drop a link here in the show notes. If, if you're interested, but like if you can appreciate someone who wields words like a master artist might wield a paintbrush, that is what this book is. And 
you know, I pick it up, I read a poem or something, and it just boggles my mind the 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 way this this poet uses words and he's a contemporary. He's alive, he's not dead. <laughs> We're not talking about dead poets. This is somebody oh still still with us. Wow. And it has really uh sent me into some places, Dana. So I wanted to share it. Well, I'm obviously going to have to look this up. I tell you what, I'm just really, really blown away. And so I don't know. I don't. I haven't spent a lot of my life reading poetry. I have appreciated it at times or whatever. I love good lyrics and songs, that sort of thing. But I, I haven't considered myself a real what's the connoisseur of poetry. But I tell you what, even at that level, I this just boggled my mind. So I'm sharing it with you. I'm okay. looking for it. If you read it, I want Night? to hear what you have to say. Yeah. Night Sky with Exit Wounds by, by Ocean, Ocean Wong. Wong. Yeah, it's spelled V-U-O-N-G. And we'll drop a link in the show notes. And if, so if you have any interest in, in poetry, I'm telling you what, really good. Again, some deep subjects. There's some darker stuff in there. But wow. Wow. I'm going to do a really bad pun. Please do. How could anyone so Wong do something so right? It's time for Listener Mail. All right, we have something from Penelope, Penelope S., who wrote in and said, I was diagnosed with many years ago, I'm sorry, I was diagnosed many years ago with ADD and a slew of learning disorders, still struggling with aspects of it daily. I'm familiar with Dana's work and books, but just recently found your podcast. Wow. In all caps, Dana, I just want you to like, hear that. Wow. <laughs> I'll do the trumpets. Have to say I'm finding it useful and doing my best to use the ideas you generously give. David toss off a little comment, not even on the subject of boundaries. By the way, this was on episode 158, which was on boundaries and ADHD. And Penelope continues, and it stopped me in my tracks. He mentioned sensory overstimulation in a crowded restaurant. I've never liked noisy restaurant situations and thought I had some social phobia, perhaps. But now I think maybe most or all of my negative reaction is due to the sensory overload of the cacophony of so many voices and noises along with the movement of everything visually. I don't mind quiet or empty restaurants. Very interesting. Anyway, it goes on. Uh, Penelope goes on to say, because of all the negative messaging, boundary stomping, and criticism we get as children with ADHD and learning disorders, I believe there's a good chance that the incidence of codependency is even higher among ADHDers than it is among neurotypical people. Just my thoughts on it. Thank you for these podcasts, highlighting these important issues and your wisdom on these subjects. I'm finding it helpful. Thanks. And God bless. Well, thank you, Penelope. Wonderful. Thank you, nice? Penelope. Yeah. A little bit of a that longer isn't, one, I, yeah. I love it when something we say just sparks you to have a big aha. I had to have the dur, 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 trumpets go off. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not even That's sure wonderful. I was the one that mentioned it. I think maybe you, you I don't remember who mentioned this sensory overstimulation in well, a restaurant, but it doesn't matter. We're because glad. we both have talked about it. Yeah, no, yeah. it's wonderful. Thank yeah. you. And thank, thank you for you. writing in, Penelope. We're glad you're listening and we're glad that you took the time to let us know how you feel. And dear listener, if you have something to say, you want to sound off, you can write us too. Send us an email to hello at kicksomeadhd.com. And we are asking you to do something that no one has yet done, which is record a voice memo and send it to us and we'll play it on the show. You can react to something that someone said, come up with an idea, send us your squirrel, tell us what's working for you with your task list or not working for you with your task list. That might be something. 
Yeah, that would be something. We would love to know. All right, everyone, go out, have a great week, kick yourself a bit of ADHD, and we'll talk to you soon. So what do you think? Is Kick Some ADHD making a difference in your life? If so, join the movement. Help Dana and me help more people. Just share Kick Some ADHD with your people and leave a rating and review in your podcast app. It does help us spread the word that living with ADHD doesn't have to be so hard.